Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to our morning Bible study with the Day of Prayer. We're glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word this morning, let's take a moment and pray. God, we just thank you for who you are, Lord, and for what you've done, God, and for what you are doing and for what you will do, Lord. And we just thank you for our brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, that help edify and encourage and admonish us, Lord, that walk with us as we chase after you, God. And we set our desire and our eyes and our hearts upon you today, Lord, and our minds focus is on your word, God. And we open up our hearts and our spirits to receive what it is that you're teaching us, Lord, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Lord. <coughs> and we ask that you will continue to move and flow through us, Lord, to minister to others and to bring life to those who may be perishing, Lord, and bring restoration to those that are broken, healing to those that are sick, Lord, and deliverance to those that are held captive. And Lord, we just stand on your name and stand on your word, Lord, and we declare it good and faithful and holy in this earth, Lord. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. And we thank you for the bread, your word, Lord, that you give us each and every day, Lord. And we thank you for giving us the ability to share that bread and share your word with others, Lord. And so we just thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, we are continuing our study with the Lord's house. And yes, we're still in Ezekiel 43. But this morning is going to be a little different. Um, we are going to go through a considerable amount of scriptures here. So, um, because there's, there's some things that, uh, well, we left off yesterday talking about how there was some misunderstanding. As in, we didn't fully understand things that the Lord meant right mm -hmm. and that he was speaking to us in his word whether it was about the temple or our walk or the commandments right but that's why we have him and his holy spirit so he can teach us lead us guide us right and lead us into all things all truth. the truth. Mm -hmm. all truth his word is truth right, right. so yes um but let's begin uh gonna get a volunteer to read ezekiel 43 the first 12 verses i'll read it all right let charles Afterward, he brought me to the gate, the gate that faces towards the east. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. His voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. It was like the appearance of the vision which I saw, like the vision which I saw when I came to destroy the city. The vision was like the vision which I saw by the river Shabar, and I fell on my face. And the glory of the Lord came into the temple by way of the gate, which faces towards the east. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court, and behold, the glory of the God, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Then I heard him speaking to me from the temple, while a man stood beside me. And he said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. No more shall the house of Israel defile my holy name, they nor their kings, by the hard treat or with the carcasses of their kings on their high places. 
when they set their threshold by my threshold and their doorpost by my doorpost, with a wall between them and me, they defiled my holy name by abominations which they committed. Therefore, I have consumed them in my anger. Now let them put their harlotry and their carcasses of their kings far away from me, and I will dwell in their midst forever. Son of man, describe the temple to the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. And if they are ashamed of all that they have done, make known to them the design of the temple and its arrangement, its exits and its entrances, its entire design and all its ordinances, all its forms and all its laws. Write it down in their sight so that they may keep its whole design and all its ordinances and perform them. This is the law of the temple. The whole area surrounding the mountaintop is most holy. Behold, this is the law of the temple. Mm -hmm. Amen. So there's a, a few verses I want us to focus on in here, right? So as we look at Ezekiel 43, we have begun discussing, even just this week alone, right? <clears throat> yes. The temple is about the glory of the Lord. His, it's his dwelling place, right? His glory shines throughout the whole earth. And uh, you began discussing obedience at the, the beginning of this week's um, episodes, right? Verse 2, where it describes right, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east his voice was like the sound of many waters, and says the earth shone with his glory. Right, and then in verse 4, and the glory of the Lord came into the temple. Right? And then in verse 6, that's why I had you read 6 and 7 uh, in a previous episode there, sir. It says, then I heard him, that's the Lord, speaking to me from the temple. Right? And then he said, yes. Son of man, oh, in verse 7, he said to me, This, Son of man, this is the place of my, of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. Right? Yes. So, so we, do we have those, those things? Yes. I also want to point this out in this section of scripture and actually. And in Exodus 2, the Lord goes through these exacting details, right? And then in both sections of Scripture, Exodus 20 and in Ezekiel 43, he gives the law of the temple. And in Exodus 20, he is giving the law of the temple while he also begins then describing the altar right and i want to i want to bring up both of these points because it's important right it, we're following in ezekiel 43 verse 13 through um, excuse me let me look through 22 is where he be, the lord begins giving ezekiel the, both the dimensions of the altar and the steps for consecrating the altar. Right? Yes. So, and the same thing happens in Exodus 20. 
he starts describing the altar. Right, and he says very specifically, an altar of earth you shall make for me. Right, right after giving the, the law of the temple in verse in Exodus twenty, verse twenty three, right? You shall yes. not make anything to be with me. He then says that the altar of earth shall be made for him, and you'll sacrifice on it, and your burnt offerings, peace offerings, right, and all those those things which he, he, we also see in Ezekiel forty three, right? But then he also says, And if you make me an altar of stone, you shall not make it of hewn stone, which is cut stone, right? For if you use a tool on it, you have profaned it. You've altered it, right? Yes. It's, it's been defiled. So, so I want to point those things out. And then also the law of the temple was this, right? The whole mountaintop was holy. And that's what we talked, ended the last episode with, right? A misunderstanding on, on the mountaintop right yes. and yes. what the lord was speaking to and referring to in there so we're gonna we're gonna go back and we've talked about a lot of different things i want to kind of recap those in what we're as we're going through this discussion day right in genesis 22 it's really verses 21, or sorry, verse 1 through really 18, right? But we're not going to read all that. I want to just point that out, um, and we're going to bring up a, a few scriptures, right? Initially, so in this, Abraham's faith is, is confirmed before the Lord, Right? Yes. But we're going to point some things out in what we've said. So first, the Lord says to Abraham, he calls him, and Abraham responds. All right, says, here I am. That's in verse 1. Then he asks Abraham to take his only son, Isaac, whom he loves, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which the Lord shall tell you. Right? So verse 3, Abraham goes to be obedient. He arises early in the morning, right, and prepares what he needs. And then on the third day of travel, Abraham saw this place far off, right? Yes. So, of course, he, he gives instructions after that. And so he just took what he needed for the offering, and he took his son, right? And then in verse 9, it says, And they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him upon the altar for the wood. And, of course, he stretched out his hand to, to kill his son, right? But then in verse 11, it says this. 11 and 12. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, and this is again, he says, here I am. And he said, do not, that's the angel, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Right? And then in verse 13, you see the ram is provided. And then in verse 14, 
Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord Will Provide. As it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. So I bring this up for a number of reasons, right? Honey, you initially led this week talking about obedience to the Lord. On the, what he's asking us to do for our life, right? And Layla, you brought up about the Lord's provision. Right in a in a previous podcast this week, how when we seek to trust the Lord fully, to follow Him with our entire being, He provides. Yes. What did He say in verse twelve? At the end of verse twelve, since you have what? Not withheld. Not your withheld. Son. And you could almost, I, I don't, I don't want to say remove the your only son. But what are the areas, in, and I bring this up to ask this, right? What are the areas in our lives that we're withholding from the Lord? Mm. Well, Charles, you brought this up towards the beginning of this week, right? Yes. Where you talked about the boundaries, the borders in the temple, how we've made borders in our lives. Yes. And shut the Lord out. So I ask, what areas are we withholding from the Lord? And clearly we see here, right, this is the pattern. When we don't withhold anything from the Lord, he provides everything that's needed. We also see the obedience factor, right? Yes. Our, it matters. Well, let's jump, jump back to second in the heart condition there. Um, yes. I've been waiting all week to bring <laughs> this in. And okay. you finally gave me the segue I was looking for. Well, praise the Lord. If we go back to... Um, Ezekiel 43, mm-hmm. and we look at verse 10. Uh, As for you, son of man, describe the house of Israel. Amen. Describe to the house of Israel, the temple, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities. What are we withholding? What are we holding back? Here, our regard for the temple should be such that just hearing it described would bring our iniquities to recognition would bring our shame to recognition because it is so holy it is so holy that even hearing it described would bring us to a place of uh, repentance it would illuminate the things in our lives that aren't honoring god that aren't bringing him what he deserves what we've held back from him but we haven't done mm-hmm. right i mean knowing what to do and not doing it is disobedience right it doesn't have to be one of the commandments or those other mm-hmm. things it's, it's, so it's like it's so powerful that, you know, so often it's, it, um, I think it was yesterday you were talking about, you know, Jesus. If you've, if you've looked at a woman with lust, right? right? If you've looked at, if you've thought of your brother in anger, it's the same as murder, right? There's always this, the illumination of the Holy Spirit that really reveals the deeper things in us. And not that we walk around with that as a burden, but we walk around with it so that, um, we rightly judge ourselves and our motives and know what's going on. And, um, you know, we talk about that. I always like to um, kind of bring it up whenever I can, uh, John. I, I say this all the time with you, Kamisha. I appreciate the fact that you guys, you know, are not seeking glory, but seeking to glorify the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and not for any glory, but just to remind the listeners, you know, that there are ways that you can participate with us. We've been very fortunate um, 
uh, the last couple of podcasts, we've had guests with us, uh, um, and you know we we say all the time, you can join in the discussion, Absolutely. or you can participate by being here in the room. Um, we hope they'll continue to come back, and we'll be able to to hear some insight and all from them because the Holy Spirit's working through all of us. Amen. Um, but we're always here if you want to join us, and the best way to do that is go to a day of prayer dot org and visit the website. If you want to contact with us by email, at yahoo.com. Uh, when you visit the website, if the Holy Spirit's calling you to give, there's certainly ways for you to give. Um, but we'd like you to participate as well, too. So the invitation is here. Um, and participation does not necessarily mean that you have to have a microphone in front of you. It just means come join us. Come fellowship with us. Come expand on the, the, the Lord's Word together. And as we share and do that, um, lots of times we have the opportunity to break bread together. Um, we have a communion service every third Saturday of the month. There's lots of different yes. things that we do, but connect, we just ask to connect with us at a day of prayer at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. For the uh, at, at day of prayer at yahoo, yeah, day of prayer at yahoo. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's our email. email. Yes, yep. <laughs> yes. And and, yeah, and yeah. or through our website, or right? day of prayer dot org. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, didn't want to miss that either. Since I oh. since I had the mic, I know the Lord's showing you a lot of stuff there. But I really think you've got to we've got to come back to ten there. Absolutely, for everything that you're sharing, and well, and let it illuminate our hearts. Amen. And, and and ten brings us right back to what we started the discussion on the Lord's house with, right? Which is Psalm forty-eight, right? Uh, uh, and I'll focus on twelve through fourteen. It says, "Walk about Zion and go all around her. Count her towers. Mark well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces, that you may tell it to the generation following. For this is God." Our God forever and ever. He will be our God, even to death. Mm. Right? So isn't that the, the very similar thing to what, in, as you, you brought up in verse 10 in Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 43, verse 10, he's saying there, like, hey, make sure they understand the pattern. Describe it to them so they understand, right? Like, let's walk about this thing. And um, it's not just a, a brick-and-mortar structure. Right, it, it's a pattern for our lives and how we live and carry that out. Penny, can I say something really quickly? Yeah, please do, hon. Um, I just want to highlight this in Ezekiel forty-three, where he said the the word says, "And if they are ashamed of all they have done, make known to them the design of the temple and its arrangement, mm-hmm. its exits and its entrances, its yes. t- entire design and all its ordinances, all, all its forms and all its laws. Write it down in their sight, so that they may keep its whole design." and all its ordinances and perform them. Mm-hmm. There is a difference between shame shame and ashamed. Mm-hmm. So what the Lord is talking about here, if they are ashamed, it means like they go, oh my God, Lord, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I wronged you. Forgive me. That is very different than walking around with a sense of shame and constant, you're not worthy. You're not worthy. You're not worthy. God is not talking about the latter. You're not worthy. You're not worthy. He's saying, come to a point that you recognize that you've hurt him. Mm-hmm. Recognize that you have um, transgressed his righteousness and who he is, his being. You've, you've harmed him. You've bothered him. And say you're sorry. And then he says, when they come to that place, now show them the truth. Tell them this is how it's really supposed to be so that they can do it. Because they didn't know before. They didn't hold it in their mind's eye the right way that they should have so that they could go and do what the will of the Lord was. Being ashamed in a moment is going, oh my God, I'm sorry. 
And I'm not taking the Lord's name in vain. I'm talking to him. I'm saying, my Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I missed you. I should have known that. I should have done better, but I didn't. And I'm sorry. But now I move into the right thing. Not walking around with the enemy blaming you and, and pointing in your face and accusing you. Mm. This is not an accusation. And, and you notice about God, when he comes to us, he knocks at the door and he says, hey, you missed me. Hey, come back. Hey, here's righteousness. Hey, I want to talk to you. Let's get this right. But it's never a, you're not good enough. You're just a worm in the dirt. You know, and he's not, he's not condemning us to eternal separation from him and trying to put us in a place where we can't look up. He's always saying, look at me. Look at, look at me. I love you. Come here. Let's talk about this so we can make it right and let's move forward together. So you don't offend, you don't violate, you don't transgress mm -hmm. the will and the word of God. Okay, I just want to say that real quick. Oh, thank you, honey. Um, those are marvelous points. And it adds to this. But in, even in what we're discussing here with, um, with Abraham, right? Mm -hmm. Take note, it was the land of Moriah, right? Um, if you got to write it down, write it down, because we're going to, it's a point we're going to come to here in a second, right? Um, there is a Mount Moriah, right? But Abraham was in the land of Moriah. Now, if we could, let's go to Exodus chapter 3. And... Did I get a volunteer to read the first six verses? Mm, amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, I will. Okay. Please, let Charles. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Median. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horab, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses says, said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Mm. And he Thank said, Jesus. Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Hmm. So, I want to point some things out, right? But we should start noticing this pattern, right? Uh, one, yes. The Moses observed something. He had a willingness to observe, right? He turned aside, uh, turned aside to look. Mm. right didn't just go about his daily life it says very plainly he turned aside to look and then god called to him wait didn't we just read about that with abraham yes and what was the response here, here i am. am okay did we have we not heard this elsewhere it's samuel okay yeah we talked about that um at a previous podcast i want to say last week right so also what else does the Lord say here? The place where you stand is holy ground. Right? Don't come near yet. Take off your shoes because you're standing on holy ground. Right? Yes. Okay. 
And let's also look at this. He was in the in or on the mount of Mount Horeb. Right? Yes. Well, that's different from the first place. Yeah? Yes. He was in where? Moriah. Okay. Let's not stop there, though. All right. Let's go to Exodus 19. And I want to, we're going to read a few different verses, right? Um, so, in this, Israel is at Mount Sinai, right? In the wilderness of Sinai. Yes. And in verse 3, it says, And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Right? Um, yes. And he, and he continues. He says, You shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. And then in verse 9, and again, And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I come to you in the thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you, and believe you forever. So Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. Right? Yes. And then, let's go. So, wait. So, then they're told, uh, essentially, to consecrate themselves. Right? Yes. yes. But then, can someone read verses 16 through 20, please? I will. Okay. Then it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thund that there were thundering and lightnings, and a thick cloud on the mountain, and the sound of the trumpet was very loud, so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by voice. Then the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Okay. Do we see this pattern too? In each of these instances? The Lord said, this is how I'm going to speak, right? Yes. And what do we see first? They had to be willing and obedient. Okay. What do we also see just in this section that we just read? The glory of the Lord, yeah? Yes. Yes. Is there, is ever present. And the Lord calls. Right? And then we also see the obedience factor. Moses, in this case, responds. And I bring this up because we were just also looking at Exodus 20. Right? And, and yes, in yes. relation to Ezekiel 43, where he gives the commandments. And here's part of the pattern. Let's also not forget that he hasn't described the temple yet, or in this case, the tent of meeting to Moses. That doesn't happen until Exodus 24. right? But he starts still laying the foundation. The whole mountaintop is holy. Do you not see this, this pattern as well? We're continually speaking from the mountaintops. And the ground is holy. 
right? Yes. It's so yes. holy that if you really look at Exodus 19, the elders of the people can't go up. They the elders, can't they cannot touch the mountain. There are no boundaries. There's no borders. They're told they cannot touch it. All right. Were we just reading about that in Ezekiel? Yes. The boundaries and the borders. Okay. And same thing, right? It's holy unto the Lord. Um, in Joshua chapter 5. Can I get a volunteer to read verses 13 through 15? Yes, brother. Thirteen through. Pull your mic a little closer. You want to move that? Thirteen through fifteen. Yes, please. Thirteen through fifteen. Okay. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold a man stood opposite him his sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went to him and said to him and you are for us for our adversaries question mark so he said no commander of the army army of the Lord I have now come mm -hmm. and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped him and said to him what does my Lord say to his servant then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand is holy and Josh Joshua did so mm -hmm. okay we see the same pattern? Mm -hmm. It's not yes. just with Moses now. This is with Joshua and a new generation of people. Right? Yes. But the message is the same. The response, the action, right, is, is the same. There's a calling. There's a response from, a, from the person. And there's, then there's instruction given and there's obedience, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's commander of the army. He says, wait, the ground's holy. So we've also gone through a few different places now, right? Yes. And now yeah. we're over here in in Canaan. Well, by Jericho. Right? That's the very next very next step is here is Jericho, right? Yes. 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 Um, yeah. In between Gilgal and Jericho is where this, this occurred. Mm-hmm. So... There's, there's a few other things I, I want to point out with this, right? But I want to ask this question. And actually, we'll, we'll probably pause here after this question so everyone can, can reflect on it. As I, I want to be mindful of the time, right? So it's actually a two-part or two questions. One is, what makes something holy? Hmm. Because we've gone through multiple places here, right? But every time, this is the same response. This is holy ground. Right? Yes. Okay. 
So what makes something holy? And then two, how does this pertain to our lives? Okay. Okay, so I'll okay. leave you with those. We're not going to discuss them right now. We'll discuss this on the next podcast, right? Yes. Uh, or next episode. I'm, I'm going to throw another question in there. Can okay, brother. Yeah, Just please do. Question. How often have you been standing on holy ground that you weren't aware? Mm. Mm, that's a marvelous uh, follow-up to those. Yes. And they attach Which right... I think is where you're leading anyway, so... There is that as well, yes. So, well, well played, sir. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Rich, for reading that last section of scripture. It was, was a blessing there, brother. And we're glad to have you with us. So, um, But we're going to pause there for today. And we will resume this next time. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Well, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for making us a holy people in that. We're not defiled. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us an opportunity to be your people, not just saying no flat out right. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.